today recapping the State of the Union. We watched it so you didn't have to. We've got the analysis and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, joined today by Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program and a guy who we make read all of the things we don't want to read, like the Farm Bill. But he actually enjoys it because he's a big weirdo. Uh, also joined... All of that is on my business card, by the way. <laughs> is it great? Also joined by uh, John Doyle, Blaze TV contributor and host of Heck Off Commie, who is looking very sharp today. Thank you. For Ash Wednesday, I guess. It is for Ash Wednesday. Yes. Uh, I actually didn't know that. And I was like, John, you look so nice. He's like, it's Ash Wednesday, yeah. idiot. Yeah, you also said that uh, Valentine's Day was a Hallmark holiday. So that's strike two. It <laughs> is a Hallmark holiday. Nobody celebrates St. Valentine. Don't get me started, John. Okay. Neither do you. I never saw proof of that, by the way. I said I need to see proof that you right. have like St. Valentine relics all over your house. I never saw them. So I'm still waiting on those. Uh, all right. So the State of the Union, um, it was uh, interesting. I can't wait to get your thoughts on this, gentlemen. So we've got a ton of, uh, a ton of different clips that we can play. I, people call them the highlights. I like to personally call them the lowlights. But uh, regardless, just to hear some of the main points that Joe Biden made, um, I, I think that it's interesting because I saw a mixture of Joe Biden just completely making things up uh, or taking things out of context, like, for instance, this first one that we're going to play about uh, creating more jobs, a record amount of new jobs, which like tends to happen when you force people to not work mm -hmm. and force businesses to shut down and then reopen things. It turns out that that does create uh, a lot of jobs that weren't counted before. So uh, a lot of manipulating the data, a lot of just blatant lies. But then um, we'll get to this later. But then a lot of... Um, taking rhetoric from Republicans, really, mm -hmm. from Trump, you know, uh, made in America and securing the border and funding the police. I mean, all of these, all of this is obviously conservative rhetoric. Now, the Democrats don't have the actions to back up what they're saying, but it is interesting hearing him all of a sudden pivot <clears throat> to all of these very conservative talking points that we've been saying that President Trump even campaigned on uh, before Joe Biden took office. So let me play first Joe Biden uh, talking about how his administration created a record, a record amount of jobs. Watch. We created jobs, lots of jobs. In fact, our economy created over six 0.5 million new jobs just last year. More jobs in one year than ever before in the history of the United States of America. The economy grew at a rate of 5.7 last year, the strongest growth rate in 40 years. And the first step in bringing fundamental change to our economy that hasn't worked for working people in this nation for too long. For the past 40 years, we were told the tax break for those at the top and benefits would trickle down and everyone would, would benefit. But that trickle-down theory led to a weaker economic growth, lower wages, bigger deficits, and a widening gap between the top and everyone else in, in, in nearly a century. Look, Vice President Harris and I ran Jason's for office, and I realize we have fundamental disagreements on this, <laughs> but ran for office with a new economic vision for America. Invest in America. Educate Americans. Grow the workforce, 
Build the economy from the bottom up and the middle out, not from the top down. I mean, I just, it's, it is painful to what Jason pointed out. We were forced to watch this. We watched it. I said at the beginning, we watched it so you didn't have to. We were forced to watch this already once, and now I'm making Jason relive this. I'm just giving him PTSD at this point. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on that comment? Uh, gosh, I have so much to say on this. This part right here is just infuriating beyond all leaps and bounds. Uh, he's been called out on his jobs thing multiple times, including like the Washington Post. But it doesn't matter. They're just going to keep saying it. Mm -hmm. like, they'll provide no context because they think that we're stupid, right? And then we're not going to, to look for fair, the context. To be fair, a lot of Americans are, actually. <clears throat> it's just, it's infuriating. It's like, it's like you know, like Kamala Harris. That, uh, did you guys play that yesterday where she was um, explaining... It was on yes. a radio show. Yes. Yeah, you played. Yeah. Did you? Oh my gosh! <laughs> but that is the perfect example of what they think about us. They yeah. think that that's what we need. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so they think that we're just going to buy this. Um, he's criticizing, and this is—I don't know how the left doesn't get called out on this. Every single person standing up and this, you know, this ruckus applause about you know the top-down, trickle-down, all this stuff. They are the primary beneficiaries of that, right? So they are the top 1%. Mm -hmm. They're all gazillionaires. They only became gazillionaires after they, be, they got into office. They've all benefited on the system. And even, even worse than that, the corruption that they use to get there makes it even far worse than the people that they're criticizing. Yeah. Um, the system that was built it created this country. You know, it's put us in the position of most powerful nation on, in, you know, in the world. Uh, and... I don't see how, you know, I think I saw 79% of Democrats approve of Biden, although his overall, including independents and Republicans, put him at 37%. But 79% of the, the party blindly follow this, and they don't understand that they are the problem. Mm -hmm. The people that they're trying to say, no, it's not us, it's other people, they are the problem. They're criticizing themselves. It's absolutely infuriating. I know we'll get to more, and I'm filibustering this, but I mean, last night it was just a total... You know, to sum it up, it was two plus two equals five. Right. It was, oh, crap, these are the polls. I'm going to take all the issues that the people on the right and then the independents, the, what they're worried about, inflation, the border, fund the, defund the police, fund the police. Mm -hmm. He, uh, kids going back to school. I almost had an aneurysm when they were say, when they oh said that. Oh, my God, me too. It's like these are these are issues that... It only if, took, but, Jason, on the bright side, it only took them two years to realize that kids need to be in school. Welcome to the party, pal. I mean, this, just, we've just been saying this the entire time. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. just It was absolutely infuriating, but it was clear pandering. The, their track record, like saying we need a strong border, and there was, as of what, I think October... Hold on. Of 2021. You want me to save that one for Hold you? Hold that thought. I'm going to get to that let one. Me, yeah, let me get to, <laughs> let me get, John, let me get your take on uh, Joe Biden's jobs propaganda, and then I want to get to the border. Um, I think that he summed it up pretty well with the, the two and two equals five thing. I mean, yeah. everything that these people believe, not only about the world, but about themselves, is just like a lie. Like their entire identity as like left wing people presupposes that they are in this perpetual state of revolution and they're always overthrowing the yeah. bad guys. And that's why they can like listen to, like you said, with Kamala Harris and her description of everything <laughs> that's going on in Russia and Ukraine. Like these people literally believe that like all of geopolitics can be reduced to this like Saturday morning cartoon of there's <laughs> just this madman and he just wants 
power for no reason, and they're just like, oh. and it's just like a Marvel movie, and we're all going to get together, and it just makes me so angry with these people. But uh, it, and they're allowed to do this too because of their control of media, and it's like you know, say yeah. what you will about Putin, but at least he addresses his people like they're adults who have a relative knowledge of like history and global politics. Whereas in this country, they talk to us like we're children, and the reason for that is because the the spirit of this country is basically run by like women. So like over, no seriously, like over in like the east, you know, they still have yeah. like strong men. Yeah. So they're not going to like you know um, be passive aggressive. They'll shoot you, but they won't be like passive aggressive. And I'd almost like prefer that in a way. Whereas in this country, you notice that Elizabeth Warren or Kamala Harris, they can't help but speak to the people like they're speaking to children because women, biologically speaking, we're only supposed to have power over children. So then when they get into like political power, they still talk to people like they're children. And mm. I just don't like that. So. Well, if you can forward all of the hate mail, to, uh, <laughs> don't send it to me is all that I'm saying. Yeah, send it to me and also point out what, uh, what I, part of what I said was wrong in that hate mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. Well, uh, let me get to uh, securing the border. So Joe Biden, who, Jason, I, I just I want you to go ahead and give the statistic before I play. It sounded like you were going to, to talk about how many uh, how many illegal immigrants we had coming in through the border. So I want to give just give some perspective before I play this clip. Yeah, so this is the dose of reality. Mm -hmm. Then we'll get to what the crap that they're peddling. Yeah. But the reality is... Tell us what has actually been going on for the last, what, year and couple months. Yeah, so, so for the last fiscal year, there were nearly 2 million arrests and apprehensions at the border. It's an all-time record. Mm -hmm. uh, and those are just the ones that are... That's what I was going to say next. Yeah. That Those are just the ones that they caught. Mm -hmm. So we know tons more get through. But two million during that visit. And that's just the Mexican, that's this Mexican border right. that they're talking about. Right. And not only that, it's so bad that we now know they're secretly flying these people out to random parts of the country and just giving them a, a notice to appear, mm -hmm. which has been one of our main criticisms. That doesn't mean anything right. because most of them will not appear. Um, Wait, you mean that, that people who break the law by entering this country, you think, don't have respect for <laughs> our laws? Right. You broke the law. We're going to come get you, you know, if you come in. So just make sure you show up. Just show e up. Yeah. So you do promise. Do you pinky promise to show up? That's okay. like catching a bank robber and then the cop saying, don't worry about it, bro. High five. Just right. come back to the station later and we'll book you. Right. He's right. going to show up. So, so just putting that into perspective here. And again, this is under the Biden administration. He has had this long to work on the border and that uh, those are the policies that he enacted. In fact, he reversed a lot of the Trump policies, uh, remain in Mexico and all those things because he, you know, they said, well, Trump is too mean. Trump's too mean on the border and we need to fix this. So these uh, these numbers that Jason's referring to specifically because of Biden's policies. Yet here is what he had to say on the border last night. Watch. If we are to advance liberty and justice, we need to secure our border and fix the immigration system. Which actually, I, I'm glad that you said that, Jason. Um, Republicans stood, stood up and clapped for that, which I found to be just absolutely disgusting. Because I'm like, you, how are you going to stand and clap for this man that you know is feeding you crap? He doesn't mean it, and he is the problem. Like, he is the source of the problem that we have right now at the border. It was him. So how are you going to just sit there and mindlessly clap? Yeah, when they say fix our immigration system, they just mean like make it clear that we can amnesty, amnesty. 30 million people. Right. Yeah. Right. Like that's right. what that means. Yep. And Republicans are like, oh, well, that's like what Trump said. I'm going to stand up yeah. and clap for this guy like a seal. <laughs> they don't yeah. understand the difference. And they've been throwing out that figure, 11 million, 11 million forever. And they've done studies, and it's actually more like 20 or 30 million that we have now. I mean, they've been saying 11 million since probably like the mid-2000s, uh, like somewhere around like 2004 or something. Yeah, there have been but, a couple more that have come in since then. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then Ann Coulter proved in her, of course, famous, uh, famously influential book, Adios America, that it was actually closer to like, you know, 20 to 30 million. But even that was six, seven years ago mm-hmm. before, you know, the Biden administration. So it's probably like 34 million now or something. The insanity, the insanity of this, and this, Bernie Sanders used to be in the wing of sane, crazy guy. But so like leftism is insane, but at least he stuck to that narrative of, okay, well, we have to have a strong border if we're going to do this massive social welfare program. I mean, because you can't be pro open borders, constantly allow 30 million people through amnesty deals to come through Mm -hmm. and then say, I'm going to give them all free college, free pre-K, Medicare, all this stuff. That is not sustainable unless, you know, you're going to just turn up your money printing to astronomical levels. But the weird thing is the shift now. So now all these leftists that knew the rules, you know, they're dumb rules, but the rules they stuck to since Karl Marx, now they're saying, no, no, it's fine. We can still maintain it. It's it's sustainable. I mean, it goes into what you were saying earlier, um, Doyle, about the, uh, they always want to be the saviors, right? That's almost like their policy. That's not only their foreign policy, but their domestic policy as well, because it, it appeals to our sentiments, right? So you don't want to see like, oh, they're, you know, all the, and that's how comfortable they've gotten because of how great it is here, mm-hmm. right? So they don't have to focus on the plight of Americans. They're going to go after your, your emotions by focusing on the plight of people trying to get to this country or the plight of people that are getting invaded in Eastern Europe or whatever. And they'll try to say that, oh, if you don't care about them, then you are heartless, you're a fascist, you're the spawn of Hitler, and this is why you need to vote for us. Yeah. It's, just, it's just ridiculous and nauseating. It's really sad, too, that we've lost so much ground that, like, you know, you go on Facebook today and conservatives are like, ha, we're winning on the police issue and the border issue. Uh. Like, those are now, like, right-wing positions, like, radically right-wing positions to agree that this country should probably have a relatively secure southern border and we should probably have police. Like, that is now something that is, like, a right-wing issue instead of just, like, a baseline issue from which we embark and maybe go left or right on. It's like the existence or lack thereof is now, like... An actual issue. Right. Uh, all right. I want to get to uh, to more lowlights from the State of the Union address. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Keeps. So, look, I love when Keeps is on the show and Jason's on the show because <laughs> Jason, you guys used to know Jason as like the guy with way less hair than he has now. I need like a picture to show what it was. <gasps> you know what I mean? Like, oh, before we have to get one or before and after. Because it. it was, yeah, there was nothing there. It, I heard it was that, insane. I heard that Pat Gray's producer, Keith, has been using Keeps as well, and he's seen some regrowth also. So if you are out there and you're like, you realize like you've, you're, you've started to lose your hair, uh, you've got the receding hairline, whatever it is, um, I know we, men tend to get embarrassed about this. It's nothing to get embarrassed about. You didn't do anything wrong. It's just the genes that you were born with. But Keeps uh, can not only stop the hair loss, it actually, as with Jason and Keith, uh, can, it can trigger regrowth in uh, in men's hair, hair growth, in men's hair. So you actually could start regrowing the hair that you have already lost. You can do it all online. Jason was telling me about how easy it was. I had nothing right here. Yeah, no, you this really is almost, didn't. This should be the end of the commercial right here. Look at that. It's <laughs> yeah. insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it really is. So everything's done online. Uh, the doctor reviews all of your information, ships everything directly to you, it is very, very easy. And uh, look, don't let uh, don't let yourself lose more hair than you need to. Just get started with Keeps. You can go over there to their website, get fifty percent off your first order over at Keeps.com/slash/y. That is K-E-E-P-S dot com/slash/y.
So getting back to the State of the Union, it wasn't just uh, the talk of securing the border. Uh, it was also, as I mentioned earlier, not defunding the police, but rather funding them, which, by the way, uh, this is what happens when you create a bunch of radicals within your own party. Um, I, Corey Bush yelled out whenever Joe Biden was talking about funding the police, not defunding them. Black Lives Matter is uh, now very, very upset because Joe Biden actually dared to say that he should be, that we should be rather uh, funding the police. So he's taking some heat within his own party for this remark, but here is what he had to say last night. We should all agree the answer is not to defund the police. It's to fund the police. Fund them. Fund them. Fund them with resources and mm -hmm. training. Resources and training they need to protect our communities. I ask Democrats and Republicans alike to pass my budget and keep our neighborhoods safe. And again, you see the spineless Republicans standing up and clapping for this statement as if they, this administration uh, has been doing anything except making police community relations incredibly worse. Yeah, the, all I can think of is the balls of this guy. I know. He opened up this little segment by telling that story of the two murdered uh, New mm -hmm. York City police officers. Mm -hmm. And I was like, just shut up. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it's so obvious. Everyone knows that how anti-police they've been mm -hmm. since the get-go, since, you know. And, uh, and funny, he talks about funding police. I didn't hear him talking about how uh, the crime rates. So, and, and that is why, the, that's, that's the narrative change. Yeah. I actually, I, I looked up, because I was looking at, I was, I was making like a little, you know, montage of all the times I said to fund the police, which it goes on for over an hour. Um, but, I, but one of the links that popped up was an NBC News uh, article, and the title of it was, Why Democrats Shifted from Defund to Fund the Police. And they go on to describe how it was actually a lot of mayors from some of these cities that had some, you know, some of the, the violence. They were the ones that came out, and all of them are Democrats, so that had said, look, the law and order is, is sp spiraling out of control. Um, the crime is spiraling out of control. We were wrong. We have to go back and give all these uh, the police departments money now. But it had this little caveat. It said, in the middle, or with the upcoming midterms approaching, they have decided to do this. So it's even worse. It's not that they even care. Right. It's not. It's purely because this, you know, crime, the, the, how bad crime has gotten, they know it's going to hurt them at the polls. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason why they're doing this shift. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yep. John. Uh, oh, oh, and, and, but again, you saw Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, uh, all of those people standing and cheering for them. Remember when we thought that Lindsey Graham was our guy? Ugh. Kavanaugh. And then we thought sense. Kavanaugh was, was our like, guy, too. Yeah. But, but Lindsey Graham, during the, Kavanaugh, during the Kavanaugh yeah, yeah. hearing. He, well, he was a rock star uh, during was. that thing. He was one oh, of how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> yeah. I don't like Lindsey Graham. <laughs> I don't either. Um, no, we I, don't either. That was my point. Well, I, I didn't think I was like, I'm not dying on this hill. Like, I didn't think that was like a controversial take. Um, it's funny, too, when they talk about resources, like you think that might mean like updated equipment, maybe like more dogs or something. It's like like social workers yeah. and then like yeah. more training to like not yeah. be racist. And even if you look at the That's studies of like police reaction time and shooting, white police officers take longer on average to like pull the trigger. Yeah, because yeah, they're scared that they're going to get go to jail for life yeah. for a clean shoot. Yeah. And, and then actually like uh, minority police officers are more likely to more quickly do that, which I guess is kind of like, a, you know, like if you go to school and, you, and someone picks on your sister, you're like, hey, stop, that's my sister. But like you can do it. Maybe it's like something like that kind of <laughs> going on. I don't know.
Uh, all right, let me let me get to oh, another. Oh, can I put? Yes. During that point, I remember the camera panned around and it showed AOC mm -hmm. and the rest of the squad. Mm -hmm. That was, I just thought it was weird. They were sitting not with their colleagues. They were up in the balcony by themselves over there. Yeah. Well, you know, Talib gave her own uh, response to her own party's yes. State of the Union. Yes. That's she wild. was speaking on behalf of the uh, what is it? The 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 workers working family. workers yeah. family party. Yeah. Uh, so she gave her own response to this, and in, in which I I guess she criticized uh, Joe what Joe Biden has done or what he has not done in her opinion. So none of these people have ever actually worked either. Yeah. Like if you if you hang out in their Twitter circles, they all talk about like the workers because they think yeah. after the revolution happens, like they're just going to be making feminist pottery all day. Like they don't want to like be like mining cobalt. They're like, oh, my job in the compound would be to teach people about you know communism things like that. It's right. like you can't all be teachers. Like someone's actually going to have to do something. Well, I, I but I love that you mentioned that because these are the people they they keep talking about uh, how much they hold uh, workers in such high regard, and we don't. Yet they're the ones who wanted to fire everyone for not injecting them. Because they, they define the workers as how brown and how gay you are. Like, there's literally, yeah. like, a, and as you get gayer and browner, you become more of a worker. And as you get less gay and less brown, you become less of a worker. This is why the majority white Canadian truckers were, you know, fascists and right. they were taking down. But, uh, you know, these people who are, like, door dashing, those are, like, the real workers. Yeah. Well, so you mentioned LGBT uh, people. So Joe Biden, you know, of course, he couldn't. As John points out, this is this this is their social justice currency. They have to bring up uh, all of these people, all of these minorities, all of these special interest groups. And of course, Joe Biden uh, gave a special shout out to the LGBTQ community and specifically trans people and trans kids. It was a, a very weird moment. I, I, I think there was a little bit of irony in what he said. I'll let you guys decide. Watch for our LGBTQ plus Americans. Let's finally get the Bipartisan Equality Act to my desk. The onslaught of state laws targeting mm -hmm. transgender Americans and their families. It's simply wrong. And I've said last year, especially to our younger transgender Americans, I'll always have your back as your president so you can be yourself and reach your God-given potential. I feel like God-given. Ah. Are we sure? Yeah, we sure it's God-given? I think God gave them, like, a gender. And they chose not to use it. Yeah, and what does that mean, so, too, when the head of state is saying, I will have your back with your subjective self-identity, like over the authority of your parents? I mean, this is something that's, that's approximating a level of, like, brutality that we haven't seen throughout world history in terms of tyranny, where the state is now coming in and saying that they will have authority over the parents in something like this. You know, it's one thing if, like, we're going to take you and you're going to rat out your parents to the Gestapo or whatever, but it's like, this is talking about, like, we're going to have you mutilate yourself and irreparably damage yourself and your psyche, and uh, he's saying to the world, like, this is what our country is about, and this is what the American flag and the Oval Office is about, and it's really humiliating. Yeah, meanwhile, the, uh, the leaders in Ukraine are, like, actually getting down in the fight and, you know, being part of the fight. Are they not? I, I've heard that those photos were older uh, than they're being rumored. I've seen, you know, a lot of the war propaganda coming out of Ukraine that's being eaten up by the West right now. Things like the ghost of Kiev oh, turned I know. out to be I, yeah, false. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. 13 soldiers on Snake on, turned out to be yep, false. Yep. But fundamentally, what Joe Biden's talking about is the same thing that Ukraine wants to do. I mean, like, they're right now trying to warmonger so that people my age go and die in Ukraine so that Kiev can have pride parades. Mm. Like, let's not think that American power in Kiev 
Kiev is going to be uh, picket fences and apple pies. It's not. Like, the globalist American empire, or abbreviated GAE, really just wants to spread that American doctrine to the rest of the world and countries who are still corrupt as hell, but still relatively normal, relatively nationalist, like Russia, they're resisting that. Yeah. Jason? The uh, bipartisan remark, he said that multiple times, and I'm like, just because you keep saying it doesn't make mean it's true. And the Equality Act is a complete and total dumpster fire, um, which I'm not going to go into. I'm going to turn that into another farm bill monologue. Um, but it, it's, it's, Please, God, no. It's, yeah, I know. So it, it's, it's ridiculous to me. I, I don't understand. They keep talking about how people are under assault and they have to write all these new laws. What, what rights are being infringed on tra- the transgender community? Are, are there any? Like, what no. can't they do in society? It's a great. It's a, it's a great I, uh, the enti- they, can't, they can't force people to uh, identify them the way they choose to be identified. It's about it. I, yeah, the, the entire LGBT whatever, elemental P lobby, I don't understand why they're even still doing their thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Because they've won, right? Yeah. I mean, and they're, they're, they have any right they want to have. There's nothing they can't do. Remember when they said from remember when they said they just wanted to be able to marry who they love. Remember when we listened to them too? Like we were like, <laughs> all right, we'll take you at your word. And even in California, I think it was in 2008, California, arguably the most liberal state in the country, shot that down. They said, no, we don't want that. And then the Supreme Court went ahead and just mandated this nationwide. And then Obama took credit for that. And now, less than seven years later, everyone's just like, oh, this is just natural. This is normal. This is what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. How stupid are conservatives during that entire debate? So ridiculous. I'm libertarian, so it was always easy for me. And it was never a question of, and I know we've said this before, Mm -hmm. of... Who can marry who? Yeah. It was a question of why is the government, the government stepping into it at yeah. all? Yeah. They don't belong in that conversation. Right. So that w- the conservatives could have taken the lead on this. They could have led the culture war on it, and they dropped the ball. Yeah. It's absolute tragedy. Yeah. Uh, all right. We've, we've got actually, we, let's get to some uh, interesting, maybe gaffes, funny moments. Whenever we return, we'll be back. Boy. Nancy had a rough night. So uh, wrapping up Joe Biden's performance, and then we can get to a few others, namely uh, Nancy Pelosi. But uh, Joe Biden ended his his statement, gave his final remarks, talking about, you know, America is strong because its people are strong. And he seemed to be on this role of like, yeah, I'm going to finish with a bang. And then it was really, really weird and awkward at the very end. Watch. God bless you all. And may God protect our troops. Thank you. Go get him. <laughs> Go get him. Now, I just want to point out, I just, in fact, you know what? If we could play that one one more time, because I had a couple people like, oh, he's just saying, like, go get him. I'm like, no, he didn't say, um. I heard him. I heard go get him. I want to hear, I want to see what you guys heard. Watch. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you. Go get him. Go get him. Go get him. Who's, and I asked him? the question, that's why I'm like, who? We get We're all going? Who are, who's going? <laughs> who is him? I don't know, but I have questions. And there were a bunch of uh, liberals uh, on Twitter yesterday who said, 
duh, he clearly meant Putin. I'm like, oh, really? He just said on live national television that, what, like, we need to go get Putin? No, I totally like, agree with you. That's not what he meant. I'm not even in principle opposed to going to get him. I just want the logistics to be cleared up. Well, that's, just... I'm like, that's clearly not what he meant right. because that's not how the United States has been involved in any of this so far. So, no, that can't be what he meant. It's like, why did he say that? Was it on the prompter? Did someone say it in his ear? Because they were like, they were actually speaking to themselves, like their, his handlers were like, go get him, go, go, go get him. And he's like, go get him. I don't know. I think what that reminded me of is, uh, you know, there's this great documentary called Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> and at the end, I don't know if you remember it or even saw it, but at the end, there's a guy that gives a speech and he's worried about no one clapping. So he just says, San Dimas High School football rocks. And then everyone erupts into applause. <laughs> it kind of seemed like he's like, I'm really going to drive this home. What can I say that's really going to, you know, just send this over the top? Go get him. <laughs> you know, that's what it seemed like Go to me. Go get him. <laughs> very awkward, really awkward ending. Um, I want to get to Nancy Pelosi, who was, I would say, the talk of the town, at least when I was looking on social media. First of all, I mean, there's no way that I can actually uh, give you guys a full breakdown of what she looked like throughout the whole night, because then you would have just had to have watched the whole thing. But I mean, the whole time, it, chewing on cud, like uh, just her, her mouth was just constantly, uh, again, she's very, very rich. I don't know why she doesn't invest in better uh, denture glue. But <laughs> for whatever reason, Nancy Pelosi just keeping her teeth in the whole time. And um, let's let's watch the weirdest moment from Nancy Pelosi where uh, she get, like gets excited uh, while Biden is talking about toxic burn pits that troops faced while they were stationed in Afghanistan. And she, I don't know why Nancy likes these toxic burn pits so much, but she does this really weird gesture with her hands. Faced in Afghanistan, faced many dangers. One being stationed at bases, breathing in toxic smoke from burn She's pits. Sucking on her teeth again. <laughs> Yay! Many of you have been there. What is what? what she was summoning was something. That? that looks like when flies. Yay. Like, do you know when flies do this whole thing where they're going like that? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looked like she was like spreading her eggs or something. I don't know. Uh, Really She's weird. Too old for that. So weird. Look at <laughs> what is that? It's like a shimmy with the knuckles. So she seemed kind of off a lot, and I think I think this that was she kind was of like, completely drunk. Remember, like Chuck Schumer did this also. Like he he they're just programmed to stand up yeah. at random and you know clap yeah, wildly. But, 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 that, I think she was going to clap, and then she was like, oh, wait a minute. This and she is... thought that this somehow would look better? Yeah, I, I, th I actually think that's what it was. I'm going to go okay. see if I can find a video of, like, a lizard doing that. That's, <laughs> and then if I can find a video of, like, a lizard doing that, then that's all I need. That's what it was. Because <laughs> she's a lizard. That's she is, why. She is. I, I want to play, you mentioned Chuck Schumer. Oh, yeah. We have the clip of Chuck Schumer uh, standing up. What, you want to say something? Yeah, well, about this issue in general. Okay. Yeah. Because, again, they were just kind of throwing things out that they thought that they would get independence and even some conservatives on their side. Mm -hmm. So, I was in Afghanistan. I think I know what he's talking about because we would burn all of our like human waste. Yeah. And you burn it in diesel and it smells awful. But, okay, I know there's probably some people that are, that I just don't know about and they, this is probably an issue for them. But the overall veteran community and the ones that served in Afghanistan, we're not talking about that. So I've right. never I've never heard of this issue. Well, what what is he going to say though, Jason? What else is he going to say on Afghanistan? The, Under you, my watch, I allowed thirteen. I'm surprised he said the a word at all. I know. To be honest, I know. And then, and then to mention toxic burn pits, it's like, 
Huh? Yeah, but yeah, I know. So they were probably like, oh, hey, wait a minute. We got to talk about the vets. You know, the right and, cons- and independents love the vets. Right. And, and he's like, man, F the vets. And then there's like, no, we got to say something. Toxic, Toxic burn pits. <laughs> we got it. That's it. It's uh, so hard to like raise morale with talking about the troops. Or even like the way that he finished it. You know, America is strong because its people are strong. By what metric? Right. Like we're all depressed and killing ourselves. Not all of us. But like a, an alarming amount of people are like strung out on drugs and like committing suicide. Particularly with the pandemic, mm-hmm. which his coalition ushered in. No one makes this point enough, uh, I think, that like... Had the media not basically backed up the government, no one would have noticed. Mm-hmm. Everyone just would have gone on just like, I have this weird new thing. That's weird. Stay away. And everything would have gone on as normal. But they instituted this because they had an agenda. And, you know, the whole people are strong thing. It's like you can go and watch the videos that are being released from, you know, Russian kids who are in the military and they've got Snapchats and these videos are getting circulated. They're singing. They're dancing. They're having a great time. And you look at the videos that, like, American soldiers are taking of themselves. They're funny, but they're saying stuff like, why would you join the military? I hate myself. Why would you join? in the military I'm retarded and it's like they're joking sure but no one really jokes about things that they don't kind of believe there's always like a little kernel of truth there and I think that like America in general is in despair and like if we didn't get an update to the iPhone and like you know a new Netflix show to watch every three months like society would probably disintegrate completely so him coming up and saying oh America's strong and its people are strong it's like where I don't I don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I want to play Chuck Schumer, who, as we mentioned, did the same kind of like, yeah, it's time to. Cl- oh crap! I'm, it's I was too soon, and now I look stupid. Watch. Rescue plan. <laughs> the American Rescue Plan helped working people. That was dedication. And left no one behind. Oh no. no. He heard. He heard the booing, and and he's like, uh. Here booing. Nope, I'm still following through with it. I'm halfway there. I'm going through with it. You can't stop me. Uh, so, okay, I want to get to um, another Nancy Pelosi uh, clip where she, again, chewing on her teeth, the, like seemingly like her jaw was out of alignment. I, I don't really know what was going on there. She did not look well. She did not look sober. Specifically when she was standing and like almost fell over as she was standing up to clap, watch. Toward our veterans. That's uh that's not what you want. So uh those those three. Tweedle Tweedledee, Tweedledum, and Tweedledumber. Ugh. Right there. That's why you uh, ter- this is the best case for term limits. You got the president who could barely talk the entire time. I, there were so many times when he was like, I mean, bad. Yeah. You know, so he was going, I, I, I was like, oh, please don't die on national TV. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's actually, that's actually. When he was I trying re- to say Ukrainians and he said like, you're Ura- Iranians. Yeah, yeah. Iranians. <laughs> yeah. Iranians. You're like, huh? Yeah. yeah Even I'm- Kamala was behind him like. I remember, I remember George W. Bush would always say stupid things when he when the when the cameras came on, and George W. Bush was like a really smart guy. Yeah, um, but not a great public speaker. Yeah, when the cameras came on, he would say something stupid. So every time he would talk, I was like, oh no, please, you know, I was like, don't screw up. For for Biden, I'm like, just don't die, don't die on camera, don't do it. But it seems like it every mm-hmm. single time. But Nancy Pelosi, what is she like? She's almost eighty herself, isn't she's, she? She's in her eighties. Yeah. she's like eighty four, right? Something like that. Yeah, she's unbelievable. Well, you wouldn't know because of all the plastic surgery. Why do they stay in power? It's. Uh, more money. How much is she? She's worth like what? $200 million? Oh, it's, yeah. Ton. Yeah. How? A lot of money. Like, how does that happen? How do you make $200 million in politics? Well, it's just her husband is just really great at investments. Yeah, she, I think. She's just the best hedge fund manager yeah. in the world. Right. Yeah. That's just what she is. Exactly. You know what? I'm thinking there's something fishy there. <laughs> yeah. Are you? I'm, Sean. I'm thinking there's something fishy. I know that we have to believe all women, but I'm thinking there's something fishy. <laughs> okay, she's 81. 
Good gosh. Man. 81. Yeah. And and I mean, somehow has been in public office for 300 years, even though she's only 81. So I'll, she, let, I'll let you do the math on if that. She predates the country. She's <laughs> yes. been yes. Okay. So if I was that old, I would have a lot of plastic surgery, too, probably. All right. <laughs> we got to take a break. We'll be back with more. In other news, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was uh, making the rounds on cable news this morning. She was talking with CNN about the Russia-Ukraine crisis. And you know what? I think I got to hand it to her. It took a while, but I think she's finally coming around to the exact same thing that conservatives have been saying about Russia and Ukraine. Watch. I was at the State Department. The president was the vice president the last time Russia invaded Ukraine. This is a pattern of horror from this president, from President Putin and from the cronies around him. Oh, wait. So now you're admitting that this is a pattern with uh, the Democrats, specifically, as she mentioned, then vice president under Barack Obama when Russia made moves and then under President Trump. Crickets, I guess. Uh, and now all of a sudden Russia's making moves again and it is a pattern of horror. And notice her Freudian slip under this president, uh, President Putin, I mean, <laughs> not Biden. OK, it's just I mean, it's gross at this point. This is the White House spokesman. Yeah. Like, this is what she's supposed to be good at. Not pointing out patterns like uh, that. that her people suck <laughs> yeah, right. and are exactly weak. what she did. Like, uh, I, it's. Unbelievable. It's it's so ridiculous. Uh, what I'm about to say is gonna, they're going to tell me that I'm pro-Putin just for pointing this out. Mm. But I, I think Putin was going to invade Ukraine, you know, anyway. Uh, he was going to do what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. But the things that the Obama administration were doing back in 2014 gave Putin the excuse. I still think he was going to invade, but it gave him the excuse, something to throw in their faces. Mm-hmm. Um, Hillary Clinton did screw when she was Secretary of State with Russian elections, and that pissed Putin off. He then went right around and screwed around in 2016 election. Not enough that, to uh, change anything, I don't think. But yeah, they, they did screw around. Uh, it was a direct response. Um, now we're seeing, I mean, and, and Joe Biden with his, you know, ridiculous corruption with his son and all the things they were doing in Ukraine after the, you know, Ukrainian revolution. Um, this is a direct, again, response that he can say, look, this is, you know, this is part of the problem. You gave Putin an excuse. He was going to do it again anyway. just want to keep saying that. Mm-hmm. But it gave him the excuse. The NATO stuff, um, I, I get hit on Twitter all the time. I'm not a fan of NATO. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see why NATO even exists anymore. Uh, the, the reason for their being, the Soviet Union, does not exist anymore. <laughs> so, again, you keep it around as a relic of the Cold War. I remember Biden in the State of the Union said NATO is there to ensure you know, the security and all that stuff of Europe. No, that was not the original purpose of it. It was to stop, you know, the spread of international communism and to stop the Soviet Union. None of those things exist anymore. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand why NATO couldn't say, sure, Putin, we're not going to admit Ukraine into NATO. They weren't going to anyway. Why not say that? Putin was going to invade, but you gave him another excuse. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's baffling to me. I relate to that. They're going to think I'm pro-Putin for saying this, which is more or less okay, because I think I actually am. But I do enjoy (laughs) seeing this happen just because it really holds a mirror up to our ruling class and to our system of government that shows them that the way that they're managing things isn't actually the natural state of the world. I mean, the UN is tweeting out like, let us know when you're ready to be diplomatic and talk things out. It's like, talk things like, like, well, they voted. 
to condemn Russia's invasion. Yeah, they, this voted, is, this they, is they did condemn it. Simply like not how the world works. This <laughs> is like, you know, if you kiss another girl at a party and then your girlfriend's best friend reaches out to you and like, we were talking about you at brunch. And it's just like, oh, who cares? It's like, that's not how this actually like works. And they think that they can use uh, soft power to convince someone like Putin that he shouldn't invade Ukraine or whatever. It's just not going to work. The same way how when Trump was there, who's not very you know, educated in foreign policy or really politics, actually, which is why we love him. He has instincts, though, to where he's like, oh, if Putin invades, that's not going to be good for him. And Putin recognizes that. And so he didn't. He waited for someone like Biden to get into office. And then he realized that because Biden and his coalition had destabilized the country so much and embarrassed themselves in the Afghanistan withdrawal, that now was his prime moment. And as he pointed out, it was probably going to happen anyway. So he just needed to figure out when that was going to be. And so he's seen this opportunity and he's taken it. Yeah. How, how does this end at this point? Uh, Ukraine? Mm -hmm. Well, I think Russia will take... Ukraine is... It's so weird how the plan that they're doing. So either either there's something else going on, like with all these... They, the soldiers don't look like professional soldiers, the ones yeah. that Russia's sending in. Um, I was like kind of doing a play-by-play -play on Twitter today. There was a random Russian soldier walking around like he was a tourist. Um, other troop movements are not how professional militaries operate. So there was some reporting, but I don't know what to believe on Twitter, but there was some reporting that seemed to suggest that there was a lot of conscripts or new guys that are going in and they didn't even really know they were going to be going in, thought they were doing exercise. I don't know. That could be lies. I have no idea at this point. But it kind of matches up with what I'm looking at. Yeah. It's not an invasion that a Western military would do. So... They're either doing something willy-nilly and waiting for another onslaught, but I know they, ha they do have a capable military. Mm -hmm. If not, if it's what it is now, then we should just invade Russia now and get it over with because it would be over in two days. Right. Because their military, as is what they're displaying in Ukraine, is pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there's any way Ukraine can, st can hold out. I, I don't think, uh, you know, the they're going to hold out. They're going to do an admirable job, and it's going to be horrible. The human toll is going to be horrible. But I don't see a scenario where Russia doesn't win this mm -hmm. eventually. Mm -hmm. um, then the question is, how does... So that's what I would project to happen. Yeah. Um, they'll either annex it completely or they'll just put in a puppet government. Uh, then the question is, how long will the international community be united in keeping the isolation on them, making them a pariah, right. Right. and hurting them in the, in, economically? In the long run, they cannot win. Russia will lose this in the long run because there is so much global support and mm -hmm. unification to punish them for this. So in the short run, mm -hmm. they'll win this. Yeah. They'll, they'll get what they yeah. want. Long run, Long devastating. Yeah, John, final thoughts? I think that's probably true. I would hope that it goes that way and, and it's not escalated to the point of conflict. I have some friends in the military who've been texting me that they're receiving these very vague orders about we're going tomorrow, we're going like next week or something, and it's very unclear, but some of the Ukrainian forces I've seen have been intentionally positioning themselves in areas with lots of civilians because they're trying to maximize civilian casualties to compel the rest of the world to want to escalate their involvements. And I really don't want to get involved in a, in a war like that. I'm not yeah. principally anti-war, but I just don't see the American interest in Ukraine. And so I would like for this to end as smoothly as possible. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got to take a break. We'll be back.
part of the program where I remind you, if you have not yet gone to wherever you get your audio podcasts, you got to go there. It's going to take you like, I don't know, I said this the other day, maybe 30 seconds total. Uh, you open up whatever podcast app you have. You search for the news and why it matters. You don't even have to keep typing the whole name. It will pop up. You click on it. You hit the subscribe button and uh, you give us five stars in where the empty stars are if you have not yet given us stars. And uh, then you leave us a nice review. And doing those things will allow more people be able to find this program. Because imagine if you didn't know that this program existed and you were still watching like Brian Stelter. <laughs> I don't know. I feel really bad for those people. John was talking about people being like weak and suicidal and stuff. I, they're probably still watching Brian Stelter. <laughs> yeah, if I didn't have Sarah Gonzalez to deliver to me, not only the news, but moreover why it matters, I would probably become a danger to myself very quickly. Really? Mm -hmm. So that that is John Doyle's review. He didn't leave it on the audio podcast, but he did leave it on the actual show, which I think counts. But uh, we do have one also from the audio podcast from Texas Teague, who said, five stars, keep it coming, love your show. It has become a daily must listen for me. You provide conservatives the information that the mainstream media seems to overlook or flat ignore. Your guests are always very insightful and right on point. Keep up the great work. So we appreciate it. And like I said, we're like, we know you're an American. You're not going to do something unless there's something in it for you as well. So you get to see your review read live on air if you give us a good one or a funny one or you say something nice about John Doyle when he's on. It's the dopamine economy. You give us yeah. dopamine through a nice review. You get to see it. Oh, that, honey, it's what I said on screen. <laughs> right, exactly. So go do it. Guys, thank you very much for being here. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.